When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord, and today, Dave and I, we will give our top 10 movies of the 2000s. Yes, that's right, 2000 to 2009. What a great decade in film. So sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. Then the 2000s. What a great decade for movies. I, I'm a guy who deals with spreadsheets every day in my life, so I started doing my, my prep here, kind of looking at, going back, you know, what you know what movies came out in this decade, so from the year 2000 to 2009, and on my spreadsheet, I had about 50 rows of movies. Yeah. And I had to narrow them down to 10. I know. And, man, if I did this in another day, I'd probably have a, maybe a different 10, with the exception of a couple. Um, there's so many great movies, and I don't know if it's just our age or if it really is a great decade. But I started looking through these, and I'm like, "Whoa, that thing that came out, that came out. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. This movie affected me in this way. So, what a great decade! I'm really <laughs> excited to talk about this, and I really have no idea what you have on your list. I have no idea what you have either, man. I this is one of the toughest. Uh, like I've been doing, we've been doing top five lists for yeah. a long time, and. This is the toughest one I've had yet. There's oh. there's ones that I've left off that tomorrow I'd probably be like, nah, I'd probably switch those out. Like exactly. it's like a back and forth type thing. Like my number one and my number two, for instance, yeah. they're back and forth all the time. <laughs> so this this is going to be fun. I cannot wait to hear what you what you have on your list. I can only imagine. Uh, I think we'll have <laughs> some similarities. So what we're going to do is we're going to give our top ten through six kind of quickly. Just go through those real quick and then maybe get a little more in depth from our five to one. Uh, but uh, but yeah, because we usually we do top fives for these uh, shorter episodes. Um, but uh, these, this was too hard to do just five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, I have a hard time you know narrowing forty off. And and I think on this one, I approached it on quality, of course, but also just what the movie means to me. And so that's that's kind of what what my my feeling on looking back because I just there's so many movies. You yeah. know, there's so many comedies in this decade. <laughs> That are legendary. Yeah. And again, I don't know if I'm biased because of the actors that I happen to like are in these movies or not, which is probably possible. But there, there's so many great ones. Some of my favorite comedies ever are in this decade. So with that, you want me to lead off yeah, my number 10? go ahead. My number 10, and I think this is, uh, well, I, the only pure comedy is Best in Show from 2000 by Chris Guest. Ooh, yeah. I mean, that's on my short list, but yeah, it didn't make my top 10. I love that movie. Now, this is a movie, just so everybody knows, if you're still listening next uh, Thanksgiving, this is <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do this movie, right? Because we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. We're going to get into... Yeah, best, best in show, in for show. sure. Yeah. This is, I love Eugene Levy. If I could be probably any human being in the world, I'd like to be <laughs> Eugene Levy. <laughs> I think, because wasn't this technically a straight-to-TV movie or straight-to-DVD? I don't even I'm know. Sure. I don't know if it was theatrically released I'm not sure originally, either. but either way, it's a fantastic movie. In the, in the so tradition funny. of Spinal Tap, sort of like the mockumentary sort of thing. Christopher Guest is a genius yeah. at uh, mockumentaries. Exactly. Yeah. Love Eugene Levy, especially well, we, in Father of the Bride Part 2. <laughs> He's um, great in that. <laughs> he's wonderful in that. American Pie. Yep, American Pie. Um, just all sorts of stuff. But that's a great choice. This movie is so funny, and I just love it. Every time I, if I see it on, I play it. You know, I'll just I'll leave it on until it's done. It just cracks me up, and I think this is really one of the best. You know, if you're thinking putting it in that way, this this one deserves to be to be brought up because it's so hilarious and so well done and just kind of out of nowhere and, and it and it makes fun of the things that maybe we don't maybe part of it is it it pokes fun at like you know gay couples, yeah. In a that's way true. that maybe you don't get that. Humor. Michael McKean, yeah, yeah. And uh, I forget the other actor's name. Know, he's, he's in a lot of tons stuff. Tons of stuff. Yeah, Fred Claus and yeah, Pitch Perfect, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a really good choice. I'm glad you had that on your list because I love that movie. Just anytime it's on, I just have to watch it. It's just great comedy. So funny. Great, great mockumentary. That's all I got on. What do you got for number ten? 
Uh, my number 10 is Unbreakable. Oh, M. Wow. Night Shyamalan from 2000. Bruce Willis. It's kind of a movie where it's, you know, what if, you know, Superman lived on Earth without knowing he was Superman? I just got to say, this is a fantastic choice. Yeah. Wow, I, what I a great choice. Love this movie, and I love the follow-up uh, in 2017, early 2017 with Split, which I love the marketing with that movie, how, you know, we didn't know it was supposed to be a part of that. Sorry if you haven't seen that. Uh, no, uh, I have, but what yeah. was the... What exactly was the connection there? Uh, if you haven't seen Split, whatever. Um, at the end, uh, they they show Bruce Willis because uh, oh, yeah, it's it's right. the Unbreakable Universe. That's right. Yeah. And now okay. the next movie is going to be, I think, called Glass. So it's going to have them all in it now. How like, cool is Mr. Glass? Yeah, I know this. This I love this movie. I mean, just I'm with it's you. It's a little this. slow. You have to be patient with it, but it's just I. I I just love how, you know, this guy's just slowly discovering his powers. You know, he just touches people. He's able to, you know, get visions. And yeah. he has, you know, he cannot be hurt. His kryptonite is water. Um, and the way Samuel Jackson finds him by just causing all yeah. these disasters left and right. Um, we're like, we're bombings. opposites of each other. This yeah. is what we're supposed to do. This is, we're supposed to fight one another. Mm-hmm. We're like an anti- Exactly. You know, like one's one and the other's anti that one. And it's... Yeah. He's and I, trying to make this thing happen, you know? It's nuts. Yeah, and the score, the score of this movie kind of sells it for me, too. Just, How about that bench press scene? Yeah, the bench <laughs> press. He's just yeah. like, yeah, he keeps adding stuff, and yeah. they run out of weights. They add the paint. Uh, paint cans yeah. just such a such a great movie uh, this is M. Night Shyamalan at his best Pro- probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie I uh, think I'd agree with you I think this is a fantastic choice yeah I could I'm so glad that you picked this movie yeah really love this movie this is one that made, was in my short list well it was became a long list but this yeah. one was in there because I I think this one was maybe not so well received by the critics and I loved it I absolutely loved it. Yep. So, yeah, number 10, Unbreakable for me. Great job. Uh, number 9, I have Casino Royale. Nice choice. Nice choice. Now, this Some one... James Bond up in here. So, uh, you know, this one was by the same director who did Goldeneye. And uh, the... I did not... Yeah, he, did, is... yeah, he really? did the Pierce Brosnan. And he did the Mask of Zorro. Uh, okay. I like that one. I actually really like the Mask of Zorro. <laughs> but Casino Royale is so cool because we get... Um, <coughs> Sorry, coughing here. We get uh, Daniel Craig, who I didn't really know what to expect from him in yeah. seeing this, and I loved it. I thought it was outstanding. This one does, you've got that opening where he's chasing that guy up the, the rafters. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, so I think this was a, an amazing reboot. Just a fantastic standalone film. Yeah. I think, um, you know, look at the James Bond, Eva Green, I'm not really crazy about her. I think she kind of is a little overrated. But that get that uh, that romance and loss from James Bond, which set up the later movies, where he has these always, like, can't really quite deal with that pain of that loss from that first movie. So, yeah, I love Casino Royale. I yeah. think it's an outstanding film. Another great choice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, that's... Uh, I uh, Actually, I don't even know... If, like, when I was looking at lists, like, I, I don't even think I came across that. Like, I totally forgot. I don't think it would have made my top ten, but still, amazing choice. Daniel Craig did amazing. Mads Mikkelsen is the yeah. villain. And even to make a poker scene so tense and <laughs> so know. interesting in a James Bond film, of all things, yeah. is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, great choice there. Yeah, that's all I got. What do you got for number nine? My number nine is another 2000 film. Oh, wow. Uh, Almost Famous with uh, Kate Hudson. Uh... I have to say I've never seen this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember you saying that. Yeah. It's. I only. I came across it maybe a couple of years ago. Um, Billy Crudup's in it. I think he okay. did great. So, again, you know me. I'm a big coming of age tale <laughs> yeah, you are. guy. Uh, for some reason, those those movies hit home for me. That's okay. And it's actually yeah, it's a Cameron Crowe film, and it's basically based on his life. He like he was a writer, and you know oh, okay. followed this band around, and it's just again just you know following your passion in music. I'm a big music guy as well, so right. I, I really could appreciate that. Kate Hudson did amazing in this movie. She was uh, nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, it won best screenplay. Uh, again, yeah, just the music aspect of it, the coming of age tale of it, just, uh, you know, 
following your your dreams aspect of it. Okay, just it's it's got all those elements in it that just makes a great movie for me, and it's got Frances McDormand in it well, as the mom. Amazing, she's, right? I love anything she's in. Yeah, like she's phenomenal. She just uh, I, I love Frances McDormand, especially uh, again. She you know is even a subject this year. Hopefully, she wins the Oscar for Three Billboards. But uh, yeah, I, that, that. That, this is a movie I want to explore sometime because okay. it's it's one of those that just well that would get me to see it yeah so yeah exactly yeah, yeah i mean it'll get you to watch it you probably um, want to know what i would think on a first viewing too right yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely um but i hate building up a movie and then having someone <laughs> see it the true. first time and it's just like they're just like yeah it was all right just <laughs> so touch and go with yeah things, exactly you know? but uh yeah almost famous for me just it took me by surprise for me again i only came across it a couple years ago but i'm glad i did and Again, one of those coming-of-age tales that uh, really gets gets to you. Well, good stuff. I want to check it out. I, unfortunately, I don't have any you know anything to say either way because I haven't seen it. But it's all right. Good stuff. Uh, my number eight. This one, I think, is a wild card. And it's one that's just really, for some reason, near and dear to me. <laughs> You're going to laugh when I say it, but it's 2003's School of Rock oh. with Jack Black. Oh, my God. Directed by Richard Linklater. I... <laughs> Wish I think that would have made my top ten. I might actually add that because that I love that movie. This That's, movie is so great. I love that movie. Jack, this movie has humor. It yep. has heart. It has a you know a character growth and arc and just hilarious. This movie, this movie, I'm just gonna say, this movie makes me cry at the end. Yeah. It's about freaking Jack Black and like <laughs> 12 year olds. Look, and I'm bawling at their it, achievement yeah. at the end of the film. Because it's got so much heart. <laughs> it really like, does. Like, like, like that song, like, you know, at the end, you know, yeah. if you wanna be a teacher's pet, like when they say, today's assignment, kick yeah. some ass. Yeah. Like, then it's just like that, the buildup of that song. Yeah, you want to be like that parent, like yeah. cheering for your kid, right? right exactly. And like these like, kids, like they're in this boarding school where it's yeah. just like, oh, I have to learn this classical music. Like again, another movie about just following your dreams, like mm-hmm. you know, doing what you love. Everything's so regimented, and then this this crazy human being of a tornado, whatever, <laughs> just like shows up and right. like gets them to like tap into their yeah. like, creativity and who they really are as people. It's such a freaking great movie. I know. I love oh my it so god. Much. I'm so disappointed I don't have this on my list because I love this movie. Like this is like I almost like I I think I kind of thought of it a couple of years ago as almost like a guilty pleasure movie, but oh, no, I no watched it again way. like a I've year got ago no and shame it's, on it's, this movie. Yeah, it's, this is an island this, movie. Yeah, this is Jack Black at his best. Oh, definitely. This is Jack Black at his best. I even love the line at the end, you know. I've, you know, you I have been touched by your kids, and I'm pretty sure I've touched them too. <laughs> Everyone freaks out. Yeah, great. Oh, great choice. Wow, I'm so glad you have that on your movie, um, on your list. Yeah, thank you. This movie on your list. But uh, yeah, no, that's all I got. So, but yeah, I love. Yeah, this. again, this gr- is one of those you're like, oh yeah, how do I not put this in my? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, so. again, it's so entertaining. Like, there's n- not a moment where you're bored in it. It's a uh, you know, heartfelt comedy. It's not just slapstick or yeah. anything like that. Like, I agree. Jack Black's best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my number eight. It's a little less, a uh, little, little less heartfelt, but it's a story about friendship. Okay. I just. This is one of my favorite comedies ever. It's a super bad. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, great call. I, I just I had to include this in it because this has been my favorite. Like this is what I any comedy that's come out since this, uh-huh. this I compare to that. I'm like ah, wasn't as good as Superbad. It's yeah. no Superbad. It's no Superbad. Uh, so what a great call. Yeah, Superbad for me. Just uh, again a story about friendship, but at the same time just freaking hilarious. hilarious. I, uh, I think at some point I saw this in the theater, and at some points I think I was like I was the loudest laugher <laughs> in the theater. I could hear. I can knew like was conscious of my own <laughs> right like oh that's just me <laughs> oh like, that is just me i'm like laughing at every line you know yeah um, what a great choice it's hilarious it's like yeah it's great that's i don't know if it's coming of age per se but kind of yeah somewhat uh, coming of age slash you know friendship yeah exactly. you know yeah friendship definitely yeah. yeah it's written by seth rogan and evan goldberg right. evan goldberg i believe uh, directed it uh loved bill Hader as the as the other cop the, oh, the uh, cop. opposite yeah, seth of rogan. Uh, yeah. seth rogan this is michael Sarah before 
before he became completely weirdo. Yeah, this is really absolutely. like his. After this was really downhill. Yeah, it's super bad and in uh, the rest of development for me are my only Michael Sarah I like. Yeah, and, and then Jonah Hill kind of he went upward here. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, Jonah Hill's now an Oscar nominated actor, <laughs> which is insane, um, especially after Superbad. Yeah, and then he did Moneyball, of course. You know, right, and then we you know. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, just really good stuff from him, which we weren't expecting. And uh, yeah, this is an amazing call. Great, I'm glad you had this. This is a, yeah, like, I love this movie. This I cla- mean, it's I could a classic. I would sit here just saying quotes of it, but uh, you know, we we like to you know keep this on time. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you ready for my number seven? Yes, sir. My number seven is two well 2002s, but released in the United States in 2004. Hero, starring Jet Li. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I've seen this movie about five or six times. I saw it. I, I actually, I only think I've seen bits and pieces of it. This one you should rent. Or, okay. Or, well, I can't rent. This won't be <laughs> on go, Netflix. Just go to Blockbuster, <laughs> rent it. You know? This definitely won't be on uh, Redbox. Uh, but yeah, if, if you can get a cold of the copy, definitely watch it. This one is just so much style. It's in that... Because uh, we, we saw the sort of the beginning of this in the U.S. audience with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. This is so much better than that, in my opinion. And it tells it. There's like a love story. It's like ninety percent style, but right. you get this great music, this great choreography, and it puts you in this place that, at least for us or me, you know, is so foreign and so different that I just love it. So this movie just—it's a nice. It's a—it's a great story of a guy who's trying to. It's about morality. It's about how to rule people. It's about you know love. So. I think you should watch this. Okay, film. I'd yeah, I'll really, really check like, it out. This is one where I just go like I would rent it over and over and over really? again at Blockbuster. Yeah. Huh. yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, interesting stuff. Hero, well done. What year was it? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. It's all it's foreign language. There's none of it's English. I, th- I don't think. Wow. I think it's all in subtitles. Oh well, I can't read, so you, yeah, I'm you, kind of out of luck. So maybe we'll <laughs> pick another movie. Yeah, for maybe. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, my number seven, which I'm, let me check the year real quick, uh, was the movie got some attention back when it was out. Doesn't seem like many people remember it now. Uh, it's uh, The Wrestler. Oh, yeah. The Wrestler Mickey with Rourke. Mickey Rourke, uh, which I, you know everyone thought he was going to win the Oscar for it. He won the Golden Globe for it. And this is when I really got into awards things. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I remember and, this. Uh, Marissa Tomei. Um, Marissa Tomei. Yep. Uh, even uh, what's her face? Uh, Evan Rachel Wood from yeah. uh, he. She plays her daughter. I don't know. Just uh, I love the broken man stories. You know me. Uh, coming of age and broken man stories. I don't know why. So you, you become who you are and then you decline. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, just I uh, love the scenes with his daughters. You know, telling how he's you know this old broken down piece of meat, and that, you know I deserve to be alone. He realizes what he deserves, but he's- ultimately you know this is where he belongs you know he realizes this is where he belongs and this is where his he can't stop being who he is right exactly it's almost he's got like a hearing aid he drives like a crap car he's got like old clothes like older than you like yeah you know (laughs) he's really kind of pathetic but also you root for him you're sympathetic to him you for who you know there's there's something he never quite reveals his heart or what's inside of him, but you want to keep digging for it and waiting for him to reveal it. Right. It's yeah. a great story. Yeah. It's well-directed, well-acted. This is an outstanding call. Yeah. The Wrestler just... was one that made my very short list. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It's Love just this movie. Guy that, you this know. This is best picture for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, you know, can't disagree with you there because, yeah, I love this movie and, yeah, just wish it, you know, was still... In the forefront today, you know, when people think back on movies, it doesn't seem like this one's there. But uh, again, just great acting, just great story, just uh, just a great tale. So yeah. yeah, just this one always has a place in my in my heart. So yeah, outstanding call. Uh, that's my number seven. All right, my number six is uh, 2007's No Country for Old Men. This is probably um, you probably have this much higher. Yeah, yeah, a little higher. Okay. Do you want to wait to talk one. about it? Yeah, or? let's wait. Okay. That's your number seven? Yeah, I mean, uh, my number six. But, you know, this, this this could have been higher in another in another ranking. Yeah. I, I, could see where, I could see that you have a higher. I expect you to have a higher. But, yeah. 
All right, and I, I I know you love this movie so much. I briefly considered leaving it off my list, but I still <laughs> really I still no, it. yeah. Don't ever, don't ever think that. Okay. All right, so yeah, let's let's <laughs> so just wait to number, talk about uh, that. My number six. Yeah. Um. That so no no country was your number six. Correct. Okay, my number six is a very nice. <laughs> it's a Borat. <laughs> I had to, <laughs> I had to put this movie on, and even though the the, the <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> we saw that in the theater. Uh, we did. I think it was actually our very first movie we saw in the theater oh, together. Oh, sure um, yeah. uh, Just such a... Again, I mean, it's, it's kind very of a... Nice. <laughs> kind of a d- documentary, I guess? I don't even know. No, not total. a documentary. Yeah, I mean, it's fake, obviously, but it's like the stuff he did. Like, he was pulling these pranks, like, in Farce. real life. Yeah, yeah I mean... Fake documentary. Yeah, I, I mean, there's really not much to say about this movie. I mean, it's not like it's this, like... <laughs> groundbreaking thing it's just if He's i'm gonna a, if i'm gonna say my favorite movies of this decade this has to be in it because VCR i mean this is just is a rapist. <laughs> VCR record. oh i'm in a chair i'm in a chair king of the castle king of the castle uh, well, this definitely made my honorable mention yeah i'm so uh, glad you put this on and I, I i almost regret not having it on mine so yeah i'm so glad you have it what a hilarious movie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it so much. And yeah, Sasha Baron Conan to have the balls to do the things he did for this movie, for us to laugh in it. Just it's another art form in itself, you know, to do these things just to make people laugh. I'll say this is about something him. I have to yeah. I have to commend. Absolutely. You know, I think for Sasha Baron Cohen, and I may get pushback on this, but I think this was he this was like a... He wasn't really that good before, and he really wasn't that good afterwards. Yeah, no, I mean, he, what has he? Yeah, what has he done well, since he, this? Well, before was the Ali G stuff, yeah. and maybe some other things. Then there was that uh, that one where he was the he had the blonde hair. I don't know what that was. You know, oh, oh God, uh, Bruno. Yeah, Bruno. I didn't even. I don't think I saw it. I I went. I, I that's I that's one of the first movies I ever walked out of, just because it was so stupid. Like I couldn't was take that bad? it. Yeah. It was just—it was terrible. I don't know how. I don't. I barely. I don't think I laughed once. So it's a bit of a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Or was he in? Uh, was he in another movie that was, he was in? Uh, Talladega Nights. Well, yeah. Uh, with Ricky, was Ricky Bond, with, Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, uh, he was in. Was he in something with uh, what's her name, Anna Ferris? He, he was, was funny uh, in that. I think. What the heck? Anna Ferris, Sasha Baron Conan. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm Am not sure, but. I might as well look it up. Uh, Sasha Baron Conan. I know he was in Hugo, which is a Martin Scorsese movie. I actually never saw that. Um, he was in Bruno. He was in uh, Les Mis. Um, I saw that. Uh, Bruno was in 2009. Am I imagining this? I think you might be imagining. Was he was in- the movie where he was doing fake Kardashian stuff? No? Fake Kardashian stuff. Oh, wow. I'm off here. You might not be. I just can't think of it. The Dictator? Yeah, that's it. Anna Ferris oh, yeah, the that. the Dictator? Yeah. Okay, okay, The yeah, Dictator, yeah. yeah. Um, that, was, that was amusing. Yeah, I like how he, he showed up at award shows dressed as him and like yeah, spilled, like, spilled ashes on Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> oh, or something. really? Yeah. Oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that Ryan was cool. Ryan Seacrest should be killed. <laughs> he just needs to die. Um, which is what Dave said. I did not uh, condone You were that. not. You were pre-quoting, but, uh, so I don't know. <laughs> Oh, doesn't sound like me. But yeah, Borat, that is my number six. All right, great call. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Excellent. Uh, my number five is 2008, Mr. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Tight. It's a little higher. I mean, we'll talk about it now. Just, uh, it's Would my, you have it? Uh, my number four. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's get in this movie, which yeah. is... Yeah, I mean... This thing opens brilliantly, right? The bank robbery. Oh, and it's all IMAX. I know. Everything, the whole screen is oh, filled. Oh, my God. And it's, you're like... You're just cap in encapsulated in this movie. Like again, <laughs> yeah. he puts you in the action. This is yeah, and he's perfected it as he's gone along. And yeah, you're right in this freaking thing. Yeah, and what a great. I mean, it killed a person basically. This role because it was too much for him to yeah. actually deal with. Like he couldn't sleep he anymore. He had yeah. to take Ambien, which he eventually uh, overdosed on. It's just sad, it's but, very sad. I mean, but, no one's really at fault here, but. The Christopher Nolan creates this. Well, Batman Begins wasn't like this. No, I mean it wasn't. Uh, Batman Begins was, it was dark, but it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was almost not a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, it wasn't as immersive. 
No, it was it was kind of like uh, don't know what's going on. It's very confused. This one was very focused. Mm-hmm. And this one, with all the trade, Nolan kind of got his trademarks in this movie. At least the ones you've seen since, right? Where you you can see, yeah, that's him. Where he like you know, where he puts a camera like on a on a on a bike or on a car. And you're seeing that perspective where you like putting your head out the window. Oh, right. It's like when yeah. you see like, the same thing with he does the same thing in, in Interstellar on the shuttle. Right. It's the same thing in in Dunkirk on a plane. Yeah, because yeah, when people those like shots. You know? Yeah, when because when people talk about Dark Knight, they always mention Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, which they should. I mean, Heath Ledger. This is one of the best performances of, of this decade. Yeah. Um, but you have you, like Christopher Nolan needs credit too. In There's this more movie. going I mean, on in this is, movie than just one performance. Right. Exactly. I mean, again, just the shots alone, just the shots he chooses for the Joker. I mean, the Joker yeah. hanging out the car. Uh, you know, just like in just like this guy's crazy. And the like, sound design and the lighting. This, you know, where it gets like it, it, I love the, I love Nolan does dynamic sound. You know, where it's like crazy loud and then quiet. You right. Know, or someone spinning around. You know, I can imagine someone like spinning around, you know, and then it like quiets, and you're right. seeing like some like lighting effect going on. This is all direction here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's one of the it's almost a perfect. Uh, I think uh, was this both our number one comic book movies? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, def- definitely yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. you cannot top this movie. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is the best is, comic book movie ever made. It transcends comic books. Yeah, you know, in a way that. Christ, in a way that Dunkirk transcends war movies. Yeah, that's true. And also, it you know, it makes comic book, it makes it more real. You know, he, Dark, Christopher Nolan makes a fantasy world seem real. <laughs> yeah, you can see a Batman existing here. It's, yeah. Does it, isn't this where we have the copycat Batmans in the beginning? Yeah. I'm not wearing hockey yeah. pants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a misstep though. The, yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole voice of Christian Bale in that movie was just awful. That needs subtitles. That's the, yeah, and the whole Two Face stuff again. I mean, I've seen this movie so many times that I can nitpick it. I feel like I feel like I'm entitled to that just because I've I love it and I've watched it so many times. I'm just like, yeah, this isn't so great. I, I think Nolan learned his lesson a bit on these movies with with uh, with score. Yeah, and. Just sort of having characters do things where you're really not sure. Wait, why is, does why do they have to do this? Just because the score is loud, I don't believe them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't believe it. It doesn't make sense. So some of that, and I don't see that in any of his post Batman movies. Right? I don't get yeah. Any of that feeling. So, but anyway, so yeah. So that's my uh, number. Is that five? Yeah. That's your number five. I think so. Oh yeah, that was my number four. So, oh, so my number five then is uh, the Departed. Oh wow, that one didn't make my list. But really? Great. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, Martin Scorsese, Departed, DiCaprio, uh, Nicholson. Uh, just love the tension in this movie. Such great tension. Yeah. Such great uh, suspense in this movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, how I good is Nicholson? Nicholson. Yeah, I mean, I love Nicholson. I wish uh, he got nominated again. I always go back to awards. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, just I, I I just love that you're just on the edge of your seat this whole movie. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know what's gonna happen, and just like you got a mole. DiCaprio's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a mole in the mob, but right. you also have a mole in the police department, and they're both fighting against each other, and they yeah. don't know it. I know, like, and the, and the mole just, in the department can get shut out, and then you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. And this. then the ending where <laughs> just basically everyone dies, like, it's just like, I, okay, that's why it's called The Departed. Okay, I get I get it now. Yeah, that's like sort of your only way out is to kill that guy in front of you. Right, yeah. And then that guy's got the same idea. Oh, it's Nuts. just, yeah, it's so just, it's mind-bending and just... It's just crazy. Like, it's just... I, I love this movie. Scorsese, I'm so glad he won. Finally won Best Director for this movie. But it's not um, his best direction. No, it's not. It's not my favorite movie of his or anything like that. Right. But I, I'm glad he finally did win it. I agree. It. Um, in, in this year, in 2006, I think he was the best director of that year. Right. So, But he um, deserved this for... Hey, he's deserved it uh, for 30 years before this. He could have had like three or four best directors. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's a great call. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, The Departed, I had to have this on my list. Love this movie. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, great. Great. Excellent. Thank uh, you. My number four, I think that's where we are, is uh, 2007's Once. Have you seen this? I don't think I have. <laughs> 
This what? is a, it's a musical. Oh, uh, st- starring uh, Glenn Hansard, who is a, an amazing singer, Irish singer and songwriter. I think I might re- love the song from this movie. Pro- this, I think the songs are more popular than the movie. The movie didn't get a. I saw this on like some really far away theater yep. on recommendation for a friend. Yep, I'm looking at it now. Once, yep, yeah, I love this song. <laughs> but yeah, I've never probably, seen it. Probably falling slowly is maybe probably. probably I don't, yeah, I forget. Uh, this is a this is a movie that's deep and personal to me and in my marriage and okay. relationship with my wife. Yeah, this movie meant a lot to us while we were before we got married, and it's uh, we saw Glenn Hansard in concert. Um, he played down at Ruth Eckerd Hall in Clearwater. Oh, nice. Um, he's just a fun. I I don't I think he might be the boy. I don't know what what to say. It's <laughs> I don't. Know, he's an amazing singer and songwriter. Okay, and he plays in a movie. He's not an actor. He's he plays a street performer. Um, I think they call it a busker. Just a guy who just... Busker. Yeah. Okay. guy who sings on the street for money. And he meets this girl, and it's sort of the story of them falling in love, and then him meeting her, and um, he's he, he has these, his own songs, so they go record them, and then, like, the songs that they write together about them falling in love, and as they're, okay. like, going through the songwriting process, you can see how closer they get, yeah. and that sort of a thing, and then he's got to go, and it's sad, and... This yeah. is a deeply emotional film. I'm not a I'm not a musical guy. Um, the same director, uh, John Carney, did Begin Again. Did you see that with Mark Ruffalo? No, no, I want to see that, but yeah, you but he also he also did Sing Street that came out last year. Did you see that? I didn't. That was in my top ten of really? last year. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So, or I guess not last year because we're in 2018, 2016. It was in my top ten. Sing Street. Uh, definitely check that out. Okay, so um, I'll see Sing Street. Yes, and I'll see once and begin again too because that's worth it. Okay. As well. Yeah. So maybe this. Maybe we need to do a John Carney series. I know, man. Like Jeez. I'm not a musical guy. Yeah. And this movie doesn't feel like a musical. This movie feels like almost like La La Land in a sense where. People are getting together, and the music is so goddamn good that you love that they're singing. It's not like okay, here's a number, and I gotta yeah. sit here for freaking ten minutes. Well, it's not like a bathroom. musical where they just sing out of nowhere, is it? Or do, do no. they just they do their songs because yeah, they're singer songwriters? I mean, the guys right? out, yeah, exactly. Oh, and okay, then, so yeah, I mean, and that's, it shows the recording sessions. Yeah, so it's yeah, it and does, that's how Begin Again is, I assume too. Sort of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah similar. So okay. it, sh- it, sh- it does a musical in a in an I guess an obvious way where you're like, okay, I don't need to spend disbelief. Yes, they're really playing. Yeah, I'm here watching them. So it's I just, guess, yeah. That's so, cool that this guy just like does movies about music because that's you know obviously what he does. So I mean that's that's awesome. I would uh, highly recommend this movie. It is a deeply personal and deeply moving film yeah. to me. So okay, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, all right, so that that was what, what number was that? My number four. Uh, my number four was Dark Knight. Right. So, what's your number three? My number three is 2004's Sideways. I'm pretty sure oh, you thought I'd have this. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's definitely high, high honorable mention for me. I almost had it on my list, but just didn't make it. But great choice. Great choice. I love Mr. Church. I love, you know, Mr. Uh, um, Giamatti. <laughs> Mr. Paul Giamatti. Sorry about the cough. Um, this is an Alexander Payne film. Who we well, talked about this, the election, the, the Descendants. Uh, he did downsizing. Just yeah, to, did yeah. that. Oh, really? Have you seen it? Not yet. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of interested. In I do, I know. I've seen like I've been like all the movies. I've, showing up. All the movies I've seen in the last three months. Every single one had that as a preview. So I'm like, all right, I got to see this already, just so I can right, like find out what happens. I know. Yeah, I know. Where is it? I don't even know. If <laughs> I don't playing know. But I did notice, by the way, the Phantom Thread is 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 out now. Yes, I know. So got to see that. I'm thinking of checking that out maybe this weekend. I don't know with, with football. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, sideways. movies are more important. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I love Sideways. This one, I think this one made my should have won Best Picture list. I think that's when we talked about it. I think this is one we should do a show on too. I would love to. Yeah. I never get tired of this movie. This one is, you know, it's Paul Giamatti being just Paul Giamatti. At, you know, um, you know, you, he's kind of a middle-aged guy. He's a teacher. He's divorced. He's, it's about him just trying to find some kind of center and some sort of balance in his life, and he does it. He's a wine guy. And yeah. You get introduced to this whole like subculture of wine, and I want to be there with them. And even right, though yeah. I know it might be pretentious. Yeah, very pretentious. But I still want to be there. They better not have Merlot. Yeah, <laughs> Merlot. Yeah. And then yeah, he goes on about Pinot Grigio, how it needs to face certain cold weather because that makes it stronger and it produces a better grape and all this stuff. This movie is a, just a brilliant film. 
I yeah I I think we should do this one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's so entertaining to watch. I mean, I, and Hayden Church. Yeah, his performance. Uh, he even got an Oscar nom for it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great flick. I mean, I, I only came to it a couple years ago, and yeah. I've seen it like three times now, just because I, I love it. I came to this one. I think it was on IFC. Yeah. If for some reason IFC had the rights to this movie, so they would play it a lot. So I saw it like five times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, You're there. We're watching it again. And every time it's on, every time I play, I just get sucked in. And even at the end, because um, it has has a nice ending, but I almost feel like it's bittersweet, but in a way that I don't mind it. So Yeah, because, I mean, you got Giamatti, who's, you know, he's broken in himself, but he's, you know, he's flawed. Hayden Church, he's trying to start his new life, and he's flawed, and he's trying to get with another girl while he's trying to start a new life, while Giamatti has ruined his old life, so right. he's like, what are you doing? Like Everybody's making like, bad decisions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's it, it's an emotional roller coaster, that's for sure, and I love the ending, and I love, again, not a not a ending that spells it out for you, it just kind of just ends, and it, it, I like that. Yeah, and I the Paul Giamatti character who He's really not like me at all, but I just feel deeply related to. Yeah, he's intriguing. In yeah. yeah, like he, he sucks you in. Say, oh, I'm I'm really glad you had that on your list. So we have a lot of diversity on this list. We I sure like do. it. I like it. Um, so, what do you have for, so are you on your three? Or? Three? Yeah, that was your three, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, my number three is Inglorious Bastards. Oh wow. This is, I think this might be my number one or my number two Quentin Tarantino movie. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, uh, love this uh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. <laughs> I mean, he and he, honestly, he makes this movie for me. Yeah, uh, he sucks you in at that beginning scene. And half one of, of the uh, half of all internet memes are Christoph Waltz. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. And he, you know, that that beginning scene has got to be maybe top five best movie scenes of all time for me and just the tension yeah. alone just he's, like he's so charming at the same time you're terrified of him because you know what he's capable of we see the same sort of thing in Django yeah where he yeah. creates that tension and yeah, there's nothing better than tension yeah film, so. yeah I mean obviously Christoph Waltz is you know is uh, you know should get credit for that but also Quentin Tarantino obviously oh, yeah. is the writer and filmmaker of uh, these movies but uh, Eli yeah, just, Roth what do you where are you where do you fall on He's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, he really is. You know, uh, you know, I like the aspect of the bear Jew. Like it's kind of badass. You know that he just you know destroys these Nazis with his baseball bat. It's like yeah, right. But you know, just give him, it to him. I yeah, he's a, he's yeah. obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't really, I don't really care for him. Just happier on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Great call. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved Brad Pitt in this movie. I loved the end when he's he like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he did with his face. Well, and I love what he's like trying to do. Like he says, I speak Italian. Yeah, I, he's like Italian. Yeah. He's terrible at it. <laughs> Buongiorno. Yeah. He's absolutely awful. <laughs> But I loved Brad Pitt in this uh, movie. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely funny. And uh, someone I was introduced to was Daniel Bruhl. He was outstanding. Is that uh, the other? And also, did uh, uh, the, the chick? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. You know the the main German chick, <laughs> not da- not uh, Diane Kruger, which she was great, but the other one, um, Melanie something. But, uh, but yeah, she's she's outstanding in this movie. But yeah, just the tension in that bar scene uh, towards the end of the film with Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, just uh, I know T- Quentin Tarantino when he was t- you know doing interviews for the film he talked about that scene about pulling a rubber band slowly so until yeah. it like just snaps and that's how you feel that scene but uh but yeah i just always had a soft spot for inglorious bastards had to put it up this high great call uh my number two is 2007 a common year for me i think it's the third film in that same year is there will be blood by paul thomas anderson it's my number two as well uh, so nice. Now I know you're number one. Yeah. Oh, do you? I wonder what that could be. But yeah, there will Daniel, be blood. Daniel Plainview. You know how many yep. times I, I would walk around my house saying, Bastard from a basket. <laughs> Bastard <laughs> from a basket. Yep. I drink, I your, drink milk- your milkshake. Oh! 
the way down. <laughs> this movie is just so mesmerizing. Of a man who can accomplish anything but isn't completely insane. Yeah. And will kill, do anything to anyone yeah. in his way. And you don't relate to him at all. <laughs> no. You don't like him. But you don't want to look away. Yeah. You hate, you like, you hate this guy. Like, this is a despisable man. This, this guy is horrible. terrible. He's a villain. But and we want him to win, yeah, or, or something. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want anything bad to happen. Right? Yeah. I, I just, exactly. Because I don't know. I don't even know why. Right. I don't know if it's the acting, the direction, everything. I, just, I think it's I, a mixture. I'm transfixed by this film. It, this talk about movie that stays with you. It's like a, right. It's like a virus that's yeah. like in your mind. You know, oh. bastard from a basket. <laughs> bastard from basket. <laughs> I can't keep doing this on my own. Yeah, it's so just his child is deaf and yeah. he's yelling, and they're yelling at each other, and he's got no sympathy for him yeah. at all. Absolutely, just anytime. The just this. Horrible. This is one of those movies that's just like. I think acting alone makes this movie. It's and just the way like, it begins, yeah. he's like in the trench, and he's like, right. and then you get the score, or the, I don't even know if it's a score, it's just a sound, like, me that doesn't go away. Right, yeah. Like, it makes you Oof. just feel like you want to, like, tear your yeah. throat out to get and out the, watching it. Paul Thomas Anderson filming, yeah, this movie, uh, by the time of this recording, I've probably already seen it, but Phantom Thread comes out this weekend, and I don't know. Paul Thomas Anderson, Daniel Day Lewis, hearing great things about it. That's why I'm so. watching it. I, I watched the trailer, and I said, "Well, I don't want to watch a movie about a tailor." I don't know, right? Exactly. <laughs> but I'm hearing great things, and it's Daniel Day Lewis's last movie, so That's I have to. Say. I have to see it in the theater. It better not be his last movie. Oh, by the way, you notice he's uh, Daniel Day Lewis is turning into Jeremy Irons as he ages. <laughs> what is that all about? <laughs> he <gone>? really is. <laughs> He really is. But yeah, th- again, the best way I can describe this movie is mesmerizing. And there's a tree. There it is. <laughs> that, so that was my number two. What do you have? That's, that was my number two. Oh, same. Yep. Okay, so, uh, well, all right. I'll, actually, I'll say my number one. Uh, not only is it because it's my turn, but I know that you have nothing to say. And then I have combined the Lord of the Rings movies into one. Makes sense. And um, I think they are just amazing. Um, and... I need uh, to check them out. The, Retort- the Return of the King won Best Picture in 2003. And I'm, I'm not even sure that The Return of the King was, was the best of the three. Um, but the sequel is fantastic. And Peter Jackson gave me... I will watch anything by Peter Jackson going forward. He bought credibility. He did the, the Hobbit series, which really wasn't even that great. Right. But I, I love them because he created a world which... I don't mind going into. And if it's two hours of not such a great story, I'm just so glad that he brought me back into this world. Right. When I, I first watched the, the Fellowship of the Ring, which came out in 2001, I hadn't read the books. Um, so I read The Hobbit, the book, and then I read all three books and then waited for the movies to come along. And this was like a, a solace to me. This was like an escape hatch for me. This world that J.R.L. Tolkien created and wrote down, but then Peter Jackson took and put on screen in such a phenomenal way. I just, uh, it, it's a, it's an amazing accomplishment for a filmmaker. Um, so I'm sorry you haven't seen them, and I'm sorry you, you haven't. Yeah, oh, I mean, I've, see, I've seen the first two just oh, when so I was way younger. Okay. Um, like where I didn't really appreciate film yet and just didn't appreciate you may not uh, love much them at all. It may just um, be a, a personal thing, um, right? But this is one. This I mean speaks to something deep in this inside of me in a way that, like, an Interstellar. Cause I, we just did Interstellar, but in a movie that this one is more like historic. It's not like science fiction or anything. But I think there's a really deep right. something going on in these films and this, this story. And that's my absolute favorite. These are movies where I have this. I have the extended editions, which are like five hours long, and I can just throw one on and watch it for forty-five minutes randomly, and I get something out of it, or I, I feel a certain way. So, what I would hope um, for this show at some point, if we could schedule a Lord of the Rings, I don't know how we're gonna do yeah. these movies and how many episodes it's gonna right. take. Well, I mean, we did Star Wars, so... That's true. We didn't even go through Star Wars. I know, I know. <laughs> but but we, uh, we did, what, six of the... Uh, did we do six movies? We did Empire, we did Jedi, we did... We haven't done A New Hope, have we? No, yeah, A New Hope and is the... prequel. The, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. we still have 
we still have a few to go through. But yeah, Lord of the Rings is definitely a series I want to revisit. Uh, started watching the first one a couple months ago and was definitely you know drawn in by it. Just didn't have time to watch it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is def- I can see why you would combine these as well. They were all filmed at the same time and they all came yeah, out in 2001, 2002, 2003. Very, that's, talk about ambitious. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, how do you know these are even going to be successful and you, you can and film all three at the same that, time? Yeah, you're on that year schedule right yeah and it's just, every christmas one comes out right basically so you know yeah thank you peter jackson that's my number one nice i i, I deeply feel that story and like i said it was one i didn't even know really until i saw the very first movie so what do you like better the lord of the rings universe or the game of thrones universe i like lord of the rings by far really yeah by far wow okay by far all right i'll definitely have to <clears> i like that. i like the game of thrones universe but uh, it doesn't have um, it. It doesn't have any sense of hope. The Lord of the Rings universe. That's true. Yeah, Game of Thrones is really just nihilistic. Just, yeah. you know, everybody, everything sucks. You yeah. suck. I That's suck. True. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Lord of the Rings has there's, there's real like mythology here. Yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien made he he literally like codified a universe. Yeah. And made languages. For these different peoples, yeah, that's so crazy. like when you when when like in the movie you'll you'll see when they're like that's like a real thing. Yeah, it's not like they're just talking gibberish. That's like the actual language right. that they made that says, "Hey, I'll see you at the bus stop tomorrow." <laughs> well, they, they have bus stops as well in the. You didn't see the bus? Nah, I guess not. I missed it. I'll, now again, another reason why I have to revisit it. Um, all right, so my number one is a one where I said skip. I think this is our only. Samesies? No. Yeah, samesies with this and There Will Be Blood is No Country for Old Men is my number one, oh. which I can go back and forth with There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men with my number one uh, any day same of the year. week. But uh, yeah, same year, 2007, No Country for Old Men beat it out for Best Picture. Um, so what does this what what does this movie do for you? I don't... It just, again, another... Same with There Will Be Blood. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Javier Bardem. Oh, God. Uh, who won Best uh, Supporting Actor for the film? He's um, like just he's a so, real monster, yeah, right? Absolutely, like he's just so deadpanned in his delivery, but the, the you coin know, flip and coin flip, and you just you're terrified of this guy. <laughs> I know, right? like, good it's God, so... like, and then I, I love like the... covering my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, good God, like it's so terrifying, yet. You know, relatable in a way. Yeah, you know, like relatable. You get the Tommy Lee Jones character. You get the the Josh Brolin. Well, yeah. I mean, there's money here. Right. right I yeah. Come across it. What do I do? Do I imp- hope to? Well, I'm going to live out my life and pretend this never happened, or right. maybe I can take a chance. Yeah. And, you know. Well. It was, <laughs> it wasn't coming. We obviously on know what happens Anton, there. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Anton Chigurh, very good. Uh, yeah, and Woody Harrelson's in it. But yeah, it's a, he, Coen Brothers at their best. I mean, you, you you can't go wrong with this movie. It's just it's just encapsulating again a no score. Another movie with no score. Yeah. Or barely any score. I, actually, I don't think it has any score at all. Um, None? But uh, no. It, Does but it have it, a score? No. Yeah, I mean, it's really yes, it is scoreless, and if it does, it's very minimal. And I think it's even less than There Will Be Blood because There Will Be Blood has a very minimal score as well. There Will Be Blood has more sounds than score. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, that's true too. But um, but but yeah, and I love the aspect of just like you know when Tommy Lee Jones sees that old guy in the wheelchair, and you know he you know is telling him about this crazy guy he's chasing, and the old guy's just like you know there was people you know Indians back then that did this crazy stuff, blah blah blah. He's like, what you got is nothing new. Like this is just something that like old people, yeah. Again, no country for old men, where old men just think like, wow, this is way worse than you know what I knew. But at the same time, if you really go back to what you know was before you it's been it's been like this forever like, it's like no country for anybody yeah exactly i mean yeah it's just whereas old men are just kind of at the end of the road they're, they're trying to find that hope and it's just like they have no ability to, yeah with the, uh, the illusion of control that they thought they had as they get older they realize that it, it doesn't really exist right and it can erupt at any moment it's it's almost it's a very unsettling movie 
Right. Absolutely. And it's just, it's also about, you know, old, you know, old men paving the way for the younger men because he explains his dream at the end saying, oh, his father, you know, led the way, you know, he's got the, you know, the, the torch and he's lighting up the cave and he's, I love that, that ending because it's just like another ending where it's just like, not really an ending. You're just kind of describing this dream, but it's got so many metaphors in it. And the ending scene is just Tom, Tommy Lee Jones explain, explaining his uh, dream and then just saying, and then I woke up and then <laughs> black. Yeah. Love those kind of endings. I mean, typical. I uh, wonder if uh, Breaking Bad borrowed from some of this. Cause yeah, it, I could see it, that. See, yeah. it, it, feels, it feels similar. You get yeah. the same, same idea going on there yeah yeah this is a great call i it's, mean this is uh, i mean pfft. what 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 was that on your list but it was uh number five but number, okay but but i knew in the back of my head that you were gonna have this really well high. yeah i mean <laughs> but it, and i guess i think i mentioned I, I i toyed with the idea of tossing it out just because i knew you were gonna have it so high because i know how much you love this film right but i couldn't out of good conscience <laughs> out of good conscience i could not leave this because off. it's an amazing movie <laughs> you didn't think i would have there would be blood Oh, I knew you would too. Okay, but I know I know that I like There Will Be Blood more than you do. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and I know that, and I think you like No Country for Old Men more than I. I mean, of the two movies, in those, in other words, both of those movies came out in two thousand seven. Right. Yeah. And, and if I was to vote for Best Picture, I would pick There Will Be Blood. Right. And I know, and you would pick uh, No, no Country. Yeah, No for Country. Old Men. Yeah. So that's where we differ there, and I knew that going in, but there's no way I could deny this movie. Right. Yeah. Even though, it, like. I almost feel like sometimes, and I think I've said this many times, that if a movie makes me feel uncomfortable, I feel like I, I almost feel like I downgrade it unfairly. Right. Yeah. And this movie makes me feel just so, so bad. It does. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like the experience. In a I way. know. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's that, that like that car wreck thing where I'm like, I don't know. it's good, I know. but uh, do I, do I want to do I want to watch this? <laughs> you know, do, do I want to see this happen? And it's, right. It's tough. But it, there's no denying. Yeah, craft. I mean, it's just it's hard to put into words what I like about this movie. But just again, uh, Javier Bardem and just the direction. And I love Tommy Lee Jones in this movie as well. Uh, if uh, I forget who won best uh, act, best supporting actor, I believe Tommy Lee Jones was nominated for it. But I, I think so. he should have won because man. I love Tommy. Oh, Lee Jones. I'm sorry. Uh, Javier Bardem won Best Supporting Actor, which is deserved. <laughs> deserved. But uh, Tommy Lee Jones definitely deserved a uh, d- deserved a shot at the running there. Yeah, because the uh, lead would have been Brolin, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he didn't even get nominated. So he was just well. I mean, was, he was decent. He was I mean, good, but yeah. he wasn't like phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. Because he uh, was like it was more of a setup to what what else was going on in that world and in that situation. Right. He was like a trigger in a way. Definitely. But yeah, No that Country for Old Men, my number one film. Our top of the, 10. Our of, top 10, yep. Of the 2000s. We had a lot of diversity in this, man. That I, was, I, I liked, knew we would. You yeah. know, there's so many good movies, and I want you to see all the ones that you don't like in on mine, and I'm sure you feel the same way about me. So, I, you know, this is a, an amazing decade for film. Yeah. I don't definitely. know what it is. If we're biased, we might be slightly biased by our age on this. There's a lot of freaking good movies. I know, man. You know, I was thinking about you know you did more. I was thinking about wedding, wedding crashers, Step Brothers, Step Brothers, <laughs> Step Brothers is my my go to. Elf, I yeah, mean, yeah. Elf. How man, does that not make you know? So, Minority Report. Oh, Iron Minority man. Report. Yeah, I, uh, I'll the Prestige. Send, yes, I mean, there's so many uh, phenomenal movies. You know, I could do another ten and justify all of them. Right. Yeah. A completely different ten and be just fine telling you yeah. why they're better. I know it's insane. Anchorman, Memento, yeah. <laughs> it's just so many. Yeah, what a great decade. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure in a month from now, my top ten would probably be totally different. Yep. You know, it just all depends. That's what I love about movies. Absolutely. But, uh, all right, folks. Well, that is it. Let us know what your favorite movies of the 2000s were. Uh, we'd love to hear it. At Blockbuster Cast is our Twitter handle. I am at BC Cord. I am at Dave underscore Quist. And uh, follow us on. Uh, Twitter, as I said, and uh, subscribe to us on YouTube yeah. and like hey, big, big. us, review, blah, blue, iTunes, iTunes, all blue. that. Let's do it. All right. Well, great list, Dave. Great film Obviously. choices. Love it. And now I want to go watch all of these films. Let's go do it. All right, folks. Well, for Davo, I'm Ben Secord. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.